From San Diego, California, this is a One Extraordinary Marriage show. Where being busy is overdone, romancing is fun, and scheduling sex is taking the guesswork out of wondering when you're going to get some. I'm Tony DeLorenzo, your co-host, along with my beautiful wife, Elisa. From coast to coast and around the world, thank you for joining us. It's time to talk sex, love, and commitment. Give us a call or text us on the Hug Hotline at 858-876-5663 or send us an email to hugs at oneextraordinarymarriage.com. On today's show, we're talking about what can happen to your marriage when you have nothing to say to your spouse. And there's a quote from Yasmin Mogahed that says, sometimes people have nothing to say because they are too empty. And sometimes people have nothing to say because they are too full. Mm. And I think that plays out a lot of times in marriage. And we're going to be talking about that on today's show. But first, we start each and every One Extraordinary Marriage show with a hug. And a hug is an opportunity for you to hear from someone else in the one family, someone who maybe found the show and and it had an impact on their life or picked up a resource and that changed how the two of them do marriage. And this hug came from an Instagram direct message that we received that said, I have been listening to your show for several years now. Mm. It's always good to hear your thoughts and ideas. It helped my wife and I out of a bad spot. Thank you so much. In addition, I always try to tell those that seem to have a less than extraordinary marriage about you guys. See what I did there? I travel for a sport I play quite a bit and always make Mm. sure to play at least one of your podcasts when the opportunity arises. Last month, I played episode number one for a travel companion (laughs) and they were 100% hooked. He has listened to a ton of your episodes now. I gave him the advice to implement some ideas you guys talk about rather than simply asking his wife to listen. He has started a 30-day challenge of making sure to compliment his wife every Mm. day for the 30 days. Can you imagine the change this will bring to his marriage? Keep doing what you do. Love you guys. That's awesome. And I just got to say, you talk about ripple. You know, when you throw a stone into a lake Mm -hmm. or into a pond and you can see the ripples. Mm -hmm. That guy just created a ripple by sharing one episode of a podcast. And now there is some wife somewhere who's getting 30 compliments over 30 days. Mm-hmm. And imagine just what the joy and what the, the shift that's going to happen in their marriage. It's so amazing. And for, for those of you who are listening, maybe it's time for you. Maybe it's time for you to just pick up a challenge like that. 30 days, compliment your husband, compliment your wife. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's, it's something different. I don't know. Maybe it's going to be a romance. Maybe it's, hey, you're going to just make sure you're doing a, a specific chore around the house. You know, whatever that may be. We're about being intentional and taking action. And so what is one way you can take action, mm-hmm. you know, over the next 30 days? Absolutely. And, you know, as we jump into today's show, you know, as Tony mentioned at the top, we're talking about, you know, what happens when you have nothing to say to your spouse. And, and it's interesting because every once in a while, I mean, guys, we've been doing this show for 10 and a half years now, but every once in a while we do come up to, to show prep and, and recording and we're like, what, what in the world are we going to talk about? And for those of you who've been listening for a long time, you've probably have noticed that, you know, you've probably noticed there's just like, well, Tony and Lisa, what the heck are they talking about this week? I mean, Hey, we live, we live a real life over here. Well, and it's kind of like, you know, as I started thinking through that, I'm like, okay, you know, what are we going to talk about? And we were tossing out some ideas and, and I just kept coming back to this thought, you know what, there are times in marriage when, when it feels like we don't have anything to say to each other. Mm Mm-hmm. Sure. Well, we don't know what to talk about mm-hmm. when you're in that place where you're like, I, I, I got, I got nothing. Mm-hmm. And so as much as we were trying to like, you know, sort of sometimes we're like, oh no, we're just going to talk about this or, or we're going to do a show around that. I was like, you know what? No, we're going to talk about not having anything 
to talk about being in this place because it wasn't just that Tony and I were having this conversation around the show. I, I was having multiple conversations this week too with coaching clients where, where this phrase kept coming up when, when I would say, well, tell me what the conversations look like. And, and one spouse or the other would look at me and be like, that, I have nothing to say. Hmm. Just silence, just silence. And so, you know, you get into this place where it's the kind of like the quote that we opened the show with, is it because they feel so empty or is it because they're so full? Which one of those is causing? Because, you know, going either empty or full, I mean, that can come because, because every time you make a suggestion, you get shot down. Mm-hmm. And so you get to a point where you're like, you know what, I'm, I'm just not going to say anything because why? Yeah, that's an empty. That's an empty. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, you feel like you're walking on eggshells. So you've got all these emotions inside and you're like, I, I, I don't, I don't think I can share this because, you know, you're going to, you're going to push back and, you know, it's going to be met with greater emotion. Like we can't talk. I can't bring anything up to you. Mm-hmm. Um, or maybe it's been just so long of the two of you, you know, being in this place where you just talk about, you know, things at the surface, like jobs, chores, kids and bills that you've forgotten how to go deeper. You're, you're in this place where it's just like, I don't, we've lost, it feels like we've lost the ability. Well, and I think that even goes to that top one you said, every section suggestion is met with a rejection. Mm-hmm. We can get to that place of we only talk about surface and we don't want to go deeper because if we do go deeper, then the rejection happens. Mm-hmm. And then at that point in time, I have nothing to say. Right. Or maybe you've just stopped investing in yourself and you stopped growing. And, and so you've, you feel like, or maybe you've been told, and this was actually a phrase that was uttered. Um, in our household that you just sound like a broken record. Mm-hmm. So you say, well, you know what? I'm not going to sound like a broken record. I won't sound like anything. Mm-hmm. You'll, you'll have the sound of silence, which was that song from, you know, the seventies, right? Sounds of silence. Um, totally random thought that just popped into my head. I don't even Every once in song. a while when a song pops into my head, I just got to go with it because it happens so infrequently. But, but you get into this place where, you know, it's just, uh, if you're, if it feels like you're just repeating the same thing or if your spouse tells you everything you say just sounds like everything you've said before, you're just like, all right, fine. I won't say anything. Been there. Or, or that the emotions that you're dealing with with whatever's going on in the marriage are so big that that it it doesn't feel like there's any way to share them. And it's not necessarily that you're walking on eggshells. It's that you're dealing with so much yourself. It, this is more of an internal conflict. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or, or maybe you're dealing with grief or you're dealing with mm. stress or pressure or, you know, there's something going on at work or, or, you know, you're dealing with stuff with the kids, but the way you're internalizing it is different than the way your spouse. And there's just so much internal stuff going on that you don't even know how to verbalize it. So you just, you just don't. And sometimes, sometimes we just get into this place of not talking, right? You just, you just stop. Mm-hmm. And, you know, like I was working with a couple this past week and one of the things that they repeatedly said to me in the session was that, you know, they've just lived these independent lives for so long, Hmm. doing their own thing, you know, having their own schedules. And so, so as we're working to, to restore their marriage, getting them to even have conversations around like joint or shared things takes a lot of effort because it's been so long. And I'll tell you, I mean, any of these, like even preparing the show and just thinking through these statements and and knowing what you all have said over the years to us and and specifically recently, I'm like, oh my gosh, I think like this whole list reads like parts of our marriage. Oh, yeah. You know, and and even earlier this year where, you know, specifically in this COVID season where, 
you just get to a point where the frustrations are so high that you know what, I'm just gonna put my AirPods in. I'm gonna put myself in my room, mm -hmm. stick my head in front of a computer or in a book and I'm just like, I don't wanna talk, right? I mean, I, I that's what I was feeling. I mean, you're nodding your head, so I'm assuming that there was. Yeah, I, I felt like there was nothing to say. We had said everything we had to say and I think there was a, a place where, you know, getting behind these microphones each week was our place to talk mm -hmm. for, you know, 30 minutes. And, and I will say over the years of doing this, there have been moments in time. And, and like Elisa said, through this COVID season, I feel like there have been times that this was our place to talk because during the week there wasn't much to say. There was the continuous surface stuff. And if we went deeper, there was frustration, there was um, some anxiety, some anger. And so we, we sort of pulled back from each other for a little bit and just sort of, hey, let's, let's not go there. Mm -hmm. um, well, let's, let's walk through this together. Knowing we still have each other's side or each other, um, but sometimes we have to, we're dealing with it a little differently. And so we're processing differently, but we always knew that coming to record, we'd have that, that time. Yeah, absolutely. And you know, it, it's dealing with the frustrations. It's dealing with the fact that you can be in a season with work where you're so focused on, mm -hmm. on what's going on. And you know, I, I hear this a lot from coaching clients too. And I know I've experienced it where you spend so much of your day talking to other people and solving problems and making decisions that you literally are worn out Yeah. by the end of the day of having conversation that when you come home, you're like, I, I just want to sit and, and not talk. Mm -hmm. And I've had that. I've had that after, you know, long days of, of coaching where, you know, it could be five, six, seven appointments. And it's like, Whoa, I just need to not talk. Mm -hmm. And yet Tony spends more of his day not having the conversation. So it's this weird, and you may have that dynamic in your marriage where one of you does spend a lot of time during the day talking and the other one doesn't. And so you get to home and then the opposite's happening and it's like, oh, this is awkward. Yeah. This is awkward. And so you get into this place where, where, you know, sometimes it just seems like survival is the bigger priority than, than growing, right? Like, can we just get through another day? Can we, you know, it's like, I, I think of, of the calendar, like in a prison, right? In a movie where you've got the calendar and they're just like X on every single day. And that's what yeah. it can sometimes feel like with, with these conversations where it just feels like, yep, we just, you know, whew, made it through another day, mm -hmm. another day. And you know, here's the thing when you've got nothing to say, it, it, it just feels like the chasm sometimes starts to widen. And I think that's because, you know, as we talk about the six pillars of intimacy so often here on the One Extraordinary Marriage Show, the, the emotional intimacy pillar is really probably one of the, uh, of the six, it's, it's like the workhorse mm -hmm. of the other, you know, in relation to the other five. Because, you know, emotional intimacy itself, it's that closeness that comes from, from sharing your thoughts, your desires, your feelings, your beliefs, your vulnerabilities. But, but if you have nothing to say, or you don't feel comfortable saying it, then that pillar starts to crack. Can I say something though too? The emotional intimacy, even though it's verbal, for the most part, there are those non-verbal oh, sure. cues 
and and actions that are part of your emotional intimacy. Mm-hmm. And, and so having nothing to say could also be the the verbal the nonverbal cues that are coming off that you're that you're showing that your spouse is seeing that goes oh wait they don't want to talk to me right now so understand that though your your nonverbal cues are also sharing your thoughts and your desires your feelings and your beliefs mm-hmm. in a way that your spouse can understand you absolutely and it's important to realize that you know when you start getting into this place where you're either thinking or saying out loud, you have nothing to say that, you know, it goes back to the fact that the the six pillars of intimacy, they are, they're interwoven. They're not independent. So when you get to this place where you're saying, I've got nothing to say, well, that's going to, that's going to trickle over into not trickle over. It's actually going to start to become an avalanche into, you know, your sexual intimacy. Cause how are you going to voice your desire for your spouse? How are you going to voice what you want to try in the bedroom, how are you going to voice what feels good, mm-hmm. or or even what doesn't, right? If you're not sharing, you know, how are you going to ask for or express that you need to be touched? I mean, if Tony had nothing to say and he didn't ever tell, remind me, which he has to from time to time, that hey, Elise, you know, touch me. Which I, I just I do want to point out that we were out last night and I did numerous times put my hand on your back. Mm-hmm. Were you aware of that? I was. Very. Okay, just checking. Just checking. Sometimes I have to like just make sure that it got acknowledged. Oh, I totally, I totally recognized it. But if you aren't sharing that expression of need, reminding your spouse, saying, hey, I like it when you hold my hand. I like mm-hmm. it when you kiss me like that. I like it when we just, you know, sleep naked or cuddle on the couch or, you know, what happens to your, to your, your financial intimacy when the unexpected bills come if the two of you have nothing to say, how do you, how do you strategize around that? How do you get, you know, like when, you know, it's 115 in San Diego and the air conditioning's running all day long and then the air, the electricity bill comes the next month. Happened in our house, two mm-hmm. summers in a row. Um, that, you know, we have to have the conversation. How are we going to handle this? But if there's nothing to say, you guys, then there's not, then that chasm starts to widen. And, and I have to tell you, I mean, this happens for all the intimacies, but when you, when that thought starts coming up more than just sort of as like a, a passing thing, when it starts to kind of lodge in there, th- that's, that's a wake up call. Mm-hmm. It's not something to be ignored. It's, it's that alarm. It's that red flag that says, hold on, we need to evaluate here. Am I really in a good place? Like, is it just one of those seasons where we're in a good place? I don't have an opinion on whatever he or she is talking about. And, and it, we're good. Mm-hmm. And that can happen, right? That's not a bad thing. I mean, you can be in that place. Sure. But you have to also double check to make sure that it's not a situation where that because of the the dynamic between the two of you, you're choosing not to say something. You're choosing to avoid a fight or the silent treatment or the withdrawal of sex. Because if that's the case, then then it's time to take action because you don't want that emotional intimacy pillar to be depleted. You don't want it to continue down that path. But let's talk about why that matters so much after this word from our sponsor. Stress, hormone changes, and lack of sleep can impact your skin, causing issues like dryness, dark spots, and acne. I know the closer I get to 50, the more aware I become of this. OneSkin, today's sponsor, offers a simple skincare routine to address these concerns at a cellular level. OneSkin has developed a proprietary peptide called OS1 that's scientifically validated to improve the health of your skin beneath the surface without irritation or a complicated multi-step routine. 
I use the OS1 face topical supplement on my face and neck, which often needs a little extra care with age. Additionally, the OS1 eye supplement helps keep the under eye area fresh, even on little sleep. One Skin is the world's first skin longevity company. By focusing on the cellular aspects of aging, One Skin keeps your skin looking and acting younger for longer. Get started today with 15% off using code OEM at oneskin.co. That's 15% off oneskin.co with code OEM. After you purchase, they'll ask you where you heard about them. Please support your show and tell them we sent you. Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive help supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious Lolly Focus Pops or Lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Isn't it interesting that like in the beginning, like I can in a moment take myself back to the beginning of our relationship and just the depth of the conversations, right? Hours. Hours and hours and hours. I can see us sitting in Chautauqua Park. I can see us doing drives up in Left Hand Canyon in Colorado. I, I can picture... Even just sitting on the couch in the living room of the fraternity house. We would just sit there and, and just talk. I don't actually remember talking there. Yeah, we would... Well, we were watching OJ, the chase, and then we watched World, World Cup, Cup soccer. soccer. And we would just sit there and, and chat and talk and, and hang out. Yeah, that's the one place I actually don't have a memory. Well, there you go. Well, I, I'm just saying, though, that that's one of mine because yeah. I just remember us hanging out there. Um, obviously, the others, I think why they're, they come more readily is because those memories are lodged in a place of like splendor. Because I do remember when we were in Chautauqua, we hiked up there and we got up on one of those rocks and, and the clouds were actually like there was a, a, a layer of clouds below us. And it was just like this cool situation with the breeze coming in. So it, it's just memorable in that way. I mean, it was 26 years ago now. I know. Isn't it crazy how those old memories, like I remember sitting on the floor in the Delta Gamma sorority house with you at call and I would, you know, cause we had like five house phones at, in the sorority house back in the day pre-cell phone and I just remember like I would like plop my butt on the floor and I would just talk to you for hours much to yeah. the dismay of many of my sorority sisters but yeah. but it was you know everything there was this desire to have that emotional closeness to you to mm -hmm. know to understand and then it's funny how like over time that just becomes complacency mm -hmm. yeah and we and we went there right and so so we lose the focus on still cultivating that connection. We're like, okay, yeah, it was good. I know you well enough to marry you. So we're good. And really we have to, we have to be couples as part of the one extraordinary marriage family. We have to be couples that are like, whoa, no, we're in this for the long game. Mm -hmm. Right. What, what, what's going on? Like, why has it gotten easy to, for us to just kind of keep things to ourselves or to avoid things? Because it's when you start to push through that, that's where the breakthrough is going to come. When you say, you know what? Yeah, maybe we have gotten a little complacent. Maybe we have gotten avoidant. And, I, and I'm going to just say it, it comes down to three things. It, it's are you going to be open, honest, and transparent with mm -hmm. one another? It's, it's called vulnerability. At the end of the day, are you willing to get vulnerable with your spouse? Mm -hmm. Because if you are, then you'll have something to say. Mm -hmm. That's good. You, you, you really will. And a lot of times I think when we get to this point 
and into this place where there is nothing to say, it's really I'm closing myself off. I'm not going to be open with you. I'm not going to be honest with you. I'm not going to be transparent with you. I'm going to hold things back. And in that moment, and it doesn't matter where you're at or what's happening, being, being truthful and getting that stuff off of your chest is going to allow freedom to happen. Mm-hmm. And believe me, when you bring it up, it may cause a, a, a bit of an earthquake in your home. Sure. Believe me, we've been there. And yet, as you begin to walk together, those times when you have nothing to say are going to begin to open up. Mm-hmm. And you're going to be able to, to, to release that and have freedom because you're walking side by side and hand in hand, attacking the problem together. Well, and I want to add one other thing to that. You know, you said open, honest, and transparent. And I absolutely 100% agree to agree with that. And I would add consistent, right? I agree. Because like I, I've got a coaching couple I've been working with and they, they first came into coaching because of the discovery of pornography. Okay. And when they first came in, um, she would have been the first one to tell you. In fact, I think she told me in, in our first session, she's like, he doesn't, he doesn't say much. He doesn't have a lot to say. And he was even like, yeah, no, I, I don't have a lot to say. But these two made the decision that they were going to be all in with their coaching. Mm-hmm. And so they got, you know, they got on the calendar. They were doing a session once a week. And they were doing their homework and they were, you know, sending back the action items and things like that. And I I just this past week had a call with them and it was so amazing because, you know, when I was like, hey, you know, tell me, tell me what's happened. Tell me what shifted. And he said, you know what, after all this time, I mean, all this time, five weeks, he said he's now able to share his feelings. And he admits that they are talking more and they're having these deeper conversations and he's expressing himself. And instead of being met with anger and hostility from her, she's now got this greater awareness of her emotions, her reactions, how she's receiving him and actually has created this safe space for him to be able to connect with her. And you know, what's so cool about this is that how she expresses herself in emotional intimacy looks different than how he does, Mm -hmm. which is how it should be because men and women are different. Can I say one thing though, too? And and I, I think we need to nip this fallacy is, is that men don't like to talk and women do mm-hmm. because we've been doing this long enough. And I know there are studies that have been done and yet we, and Elise and I, and myself, I come across many a husbands mm-hmm. who are relational. They're, they want to be emotionally connected. They're, they're, they're talking, they're expressing and on the other side of that, they have a wife who isn't. And, and so I do want us to to break Absolutely. that because I feel like in our society, it's just come regular like, oh, well, my husband doesn't want to talk to me and the wife always talks. And I don't agree with that. And we've been around so many couples in the one family where that role is reversed. Mm-hmm. And so if that's you in your marriage, it's okay. Like... It's totally understandable. I feel like in in our marriage that I'm the one who's more emotionally intimate with Elisa at times. I feel like I can be the one who can can talk and and engage in that way where Elisa's more like, "Hey, cool, got it." Said I had to share what I had to share and and I'm good where I'm like, "No, no, no. We need to like talk about this a little bit more and we need to like I want to talk about this part of it and and let's talk about this piece of it." So, do know that what we hear and what we see, I truly don't believe it a hundred percent. Right. This, I mean, it's kind of like the stereotypes that men are always high desire and women are always low desire. The, exactly. the reality is, is Truth. that 
in the one family, you will have all dynamics. So if your dynamic doesn't look like the stereotypical dynamic, you're normal. Mm-hmm. You're, you're not some, you know, outlier out there. You are normal. We just need to give you more of a voice, right? We, we need to address those things, and which is why I'm so glad that you brought that up. And, and you know, going back to this couple, I just want to share that, you know, one of the things the wife said to me in, in that session, that last session, she's like, you know, I can't believe what we've been able to accomplish in five weeks. Mm. And, and I looked at them and I said, the reason that you were able to do this, and it's the reason that Tony and I, after 10 and a half years of being behind these microphones, th- there was a consistency that got woven into our marriage. There's a consistency that's being woven into this marriage around this topic of emotional intimacy. Because when you make time to talk every week, and yes, some weeks will be more surface and some weeks will be more emotional. And like, that, that's just- That's flow. That's called life. That, that's, that's just flow of marriage. But when you commit to doing this, I will tell you the only reason that Tony and I have the marriage that we have today is because for over 10 years, there has been at minimum 30 minutes that we have been behind a microphone having a conversation. I'm not saying you need a microphone. If it helps you, rock on with your bad self. Uh, and, I, and I'd also say sex twice a week. Let, let's but make sure the sexual intimacy gets right, added in there. But I think it started. Oh, sure did. And again, that's consistency though, right? Like mm-hmm. we, we've made a commitment. To being consistent. To being consistent, to being open, honest, and transparent, to say, you know what? Yes, when there are times when I've got nothing to say, it's that heart check. Mm-hmm. Where are we? Are we good? In which case there can be a thumbs up. But if we're not, then we need to dig into that. If we need to get help, then we need to get help. If we need mentorship, then we got to get mentorship. Whatever it is, because you don't want that I have nothing to say to become a Grand Canyon in your marriage. Mm-hmm. That's why you've got to say, oh, where am I on this? Where? Because your marriage was designed to be a place of connection. It was designed to be a place of community with you and your spouse. If that's not happening, mm-hmm. you got to check the why. And, and if it's an area that needs help, if it's mm-hmm. one of these pillars of intimacy that is not functioning, it's not strong, it's a little crooked or, cracked or, or cracked or you know whatever's going on, then, then step into that place to say, you know what, we're going to be strong. We're going we're gonna to come at this from a place of strength. It is not weak to get help. It is not weakness to recognize that you've got a pillar that's a little bit sideways. Mm-hmm. It actually, I mean, think about it. None of the great monuments have ever stood if the pillars don't stay standing. But think of, think of every picture of Roman ruins that you have ever seen. What's standing? Pillars. The pillars. The pillars. Why is that so important? Because the pillars are what support everything. The roof can come down. But your pillars, those are the things that remain. Those six, and specifically around this one, around so your good. emotional intimacy, those, they, they, the pillars stay standing. Mm-hmm. Make sure yours are as strong as they can be. Yeah. Yeah. As you guys walk into this week and you're sitting there going, yeah, we have nothing to say. I, I would, I would say, look at, pick up our book, connect like you did when you first met and you can get that at connect like you did.com. Pick that up. Do your, do your marriage some good this week. Mm-hmm. Go out on a limb and go, you know what? Here's 101 questions and we can answer one a week. And if you do that alone, 
It's two years. Think about where your marriage would be if you asked each other one question a week and just spent 10, 15, 20 minutes together. Again, you can get that at connectlikeyoudid.com. You guys, there's so much to say if you're willing to look at yourselves and go, you know what? It's time to get past the surface. It's time to get open, honest, and transparent with one another. And it's time to stay committed to one another through consistency. You guys have yourselves a fantastic week. We know that you can overcome this. We know it. We know that you have more to say. It's just you got to open up. You got to do it. And you are part of the one family. You're here for a reason. And we're going to declare and we're going to believe that that's going to happen this week in your marriage. You guys have a great one. We'll catch you next week. Love you guys.